Welcome to the Denver Deep Dive Podcast. We are your hosts, Charlie Cummings and Lorenzo Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us. Our focus is on bringing awareness to the expert knowledge, passion, and personalities that have been and continue to be part of Denver's vibrant growth. We'll be exploring commercial real estate, cryptocurrency, cannabis, food and beverage, and health and wellness, along with the experts operating enthusiastically in each space. Every episode will showcase the individuals impacting these arenas, what they see as industry participants, and what new insights you can take away for yourself and your current ventures. We know we aren't the only shamelessly curious people out there, so if you love learning for its own sake, you're in the right place. Follow us on social media, wherever you consume your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 13 of the Denver Deep Dive podcast. Today, we welcome Manny Perez, partner and multifamily syndicator with Blue Spruce Holdings. Blue Spruce Holdings identifies, acquires, and manages cash-flowing apartment properties in emerging markets across the United States. They then share these opportunities with investors seeking to capitalize on real estate with consistent cash flows and equity appreciation. Now, Blue Spruce also has a brokerage arm that specializes in investment properties and they also help investors identify quality fix and flip opportunities, with the primary intent being helping people grow their wealth with real estate. Manny, welcome to the show. Hey, good to have, good to be on, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. So now, if before we get started, if you could just kick us off for the folks that aren't familiar with syndication as a way of investing or getting involved in real estate, walk us through it, how you got started, and why you think it's a strategy worth considering compared to other ways. Because we live in a world, at least maybe it's just my own Instagram feed, where everyone's talking about real estate investing and you know fixing and flipping, and, and there seems to be the trends of ways that people can invest in real estate. And for the folks that have thought about it but don't even know what it is, you know, why don't you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a tool to help you, I guess, scale up. So uh, I'll just quick background of how I got started. Started with, a, with a, a rental property. So it was kind of like the house hacking. You, you buy a rental property, you, you, you fill it up, you refinance, you get another one. So that's how it started. Light bulb comes on. I want to have passive money. So we start, uh, you know, I start figuring out how, how can we do this at this time. Uh, me and Adam are fixed and flipping. We're wholesaling here in the Denver market. And we finally buy a fiveplex, mm-hmm. and that's with some of our own money. So we, we put down our twenty percent, and now we have we have a loan against the property, and now we're we're cash flowing. And that's when the light bulb really came on. Is you know how can we scale this? Um, we love this you know this passive money, but you know where can we get to a point where we're at like you know twenty units, fifty units, hundred units, and even more? So uh, we looked into the syndication models and. You know, that's where that's where it started, honestly. And basically, if anyone doesn't know what a syndication is, um, it's two different structures. So you have your general partnership, you have your limited partnership. Uh, the general partnership is the person or the team that is um, that's going to find the deal, going to asset manage the deal, uh, basically run the operations for this apartment, um, whether they install a a property management or third, you know, third pro- or third party property management. Um, what we'll do is at that point in time identify a, a, a nice deal, nice pa- uh, passive cash flowing deal for our LP limited partner investors to come in and um, basically give them above average returns. Man, love it. So this sounds like it'd be a good opportunity for someone who says, you know what, I 
want to put some money to work. I like real estate, but you know, I'm an accountant. I'm a teacher. I'm a whatever. I don't have time to go out and find the deal myself. That sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like this is a way for someone to involve themselves in this kind of model or industry, but not have to do all the legwork themselves or at least be able to rely on yes. the expertise of, of someone else who, who does this full time. Yeah, absolutely. We do this full time. So we're out there. Um, we're out there finding the deals, doing the market research, um, getting it ready for people that, like you said, don't have time, but do want to have their money be working. So this is a perfect setup for them. Um, I mean, anyone that wants to have mailbox money, this is perfect. You don't have to worry about your tenants calling you saying, Hey, my toilet's leaking or anything like that. You know, um, Basically, that's what we're there for. We, we take care of it. Uh, we have the property management in place, so they take care of it, and we manage them. But um, How are you a, finding these deals? Um, mainly through broker relationships, wholesaler relationships. Um, that's been our main strategy. We are looking uh, to ramp up on more of an off-market just to try to find um, even better deals. Right. But right now, I th- we, uh, we, we try to establish really good broker relationships and I think that's key. I think once you can show a broker that you're a, a key player and mm-hmm. and that you are serious about buying in whichever market, um, we have found that uh, good luck. We've we found pretty good luck with uh, those brokers and giving us deals. Okay, nice. Because you do a lot nationally, so that you must have relationships with brokers across the country. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've been we've been going at it for a couple of years now. Um, most of our, I'd say all of our portfolios out of state right now, as far as in the multifamily uh, syndications, uh, our main focus right now is Oklahoma City. So uh, for 2019, we've really just done a deep dive. Um, we're just telling everyone, hey, this is, this is where we're at, Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And that's been another thing that's been helpful for deals is whenever you tell a real estate broker or a commercial broker, as um, many specific items, they tend to want to be able to go find those things for you. I'm sure you can relate um, being a commercial broker and and I'm on the (laughs) residential side, but I do want to know, you know, exactly what you want. And if I tell you, Hey, I I want Oklahoma city, uh, B and C asset, you're going to think easy. Great. Yeah. Some of the worst ones are the ones that don't even know where to start. And those are the ones that need, I want a building with doors. Right. Yeah. I want, I want a building that's going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> Seven cab doesn't matter. <laughs> 10 plus units. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's been another re- another way we've been able to establish relationships. Um, it's just being laser focused and really understanding what we want. And I think that helps the broker um, one help us, but just lets them know that we're serious too. Well, so one thing that's coming to mind, because uh, you know, everyone's going to have their own appetite for risk. They're going to have their own desire for like, you know, do you want to be hands-on? Do you want to be hands-off? How hands-on do you want to be? How hands-off do you want to be? Sure. For the person who is, you know, possibly uncertain, because there's a lot of security, I think, in being able to know that I own that building, I'm managing it, I'm collecting the check, I'm controlling everything. It would probably be challenging for that person to relinquish that perception of control to give their money to someone else as the operator. So I guess for, for the person who, you know, likes this idea of investing in real estate, but isn't sure if they want to do it themselves entirely or, or outsource to someone like you, you know, how, how are you guys going about like making sense of the investment? How are you guys underwriting the deal? Because this is a lot different than buying a house. You know, if you're buying a house to live in, you know, you're not having to analyze it for stability, cash flow. Is the, is the neighborhood growing? Is it not? 
are jobs coming into the neighborhood or leaving. You're just thinking, well, I like the neighborhood. The school's nice for my kids. You know, the floor plan's good. It's got a nice kitchen. My wife likes it. Um, this is a little bit different than. Sure. Um, you know, definitely want to sell yourself. So anyone that's out there that wants to passively invest, I, I tell you to basically take some of the same steps. Um, like if you were going to buy a house, rental property, anything like that, um, do your due diligence on the operator as well. You know, what other projects have they been in? What mm -hmm. are, can you show me some returns on some of the other projects that you're on right now? Um, tell me some things that have gone bad. I mean, you need to interview them and just see like, you know, how did you overcome some of those bad things? What are some of the really good things that are going on? And mm -hmm. um, I, I would tell anyone that wants to passively invest in someone's syndicate um, to definitely do your due diligence on the operator, but also the market, all those other things as well. And um, I just think being straightforward with people and just you know, telling them the good with the bad as mm -hmm. you have to, right. um, just gets them to really, you know, trust you as far. And I mean, that's, I'm pretty honest and that's what I'll, that's what I do. And I seem to be pretty good at getting people to want to invest with us. So love it. Well, and, and I think, I mean, I've, I've got two of the best people to ask this question to in the room right now, but you guys mentioned off market deals, on market deals for a person who is out there looking possibly to either invest passively or, or purchase their own property. How would you explain the difference to someone between an off market deal and, and a deal that's on market? So true. I would, I guess an on market deal, you're going to find them on LoopNet, um, other MLS type of um, platforms, you know, things that have been marketed around. I would say a true off market is you finding a seller and you're pretty exclusive to it. Mm -hmm. And so I think no one else knows pretty much, you know, maybe and there's a lot of people sitting on things that don't know it's worth. So those off market deals are where you're probably going to find, you know, where somebody's taking to market, they have a broker, they're doing a little more analysis on it. They're pricing it just where the market is usually. Um, so absolutely. And I would say off market, maybe if you really have a very good broker relationship, um, you know, maybe, that person has a pocket listing and, and obviously right. you're going to come to your VIP buyers that are like, right. okay, I know this guy can close at this rate, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I think that those are kind of the differences um, on market, lots of competition. Right. There's probably going to be a call for offers platform, things mm -hmm. like that. And, and you're going to have to go through a couple rounds, you know, and, and next thing you know, we'll, we'll see who comes out ahead. Sometimes you, sometimes you're going to probably overpay if it comes to a call for offers. So just be prepared for that. But um, yeah. Awesome. Well, so one of our favorite questions is what are some seemingly common sense things that you see people messing up uh, in this industry, whether it's messing up as a passive investor, messing up in terms of acquiring properties, what are some of the things that you think are worth pointing out to someone who is hearing this and saying, I would love to do this, but I don't want to mess it up. What should I be aware of? I would say ch chasing the deal. And I'll explain something right now. As a full-time um, person that does syndications, we're always looking for deals. Um, sometimes you can get a little hungry because it hasn't, hasn't come in a while. So I see a lot of people that sometimes it's like, oh, we can make this a deal. Yeah, we got to make it work. Yeah, we got we can make it work. Trust me. I mean, sometimes you'll go into areas that you know maybe the the population really the population growth really isn't there or the job growth really isn't there, but you're you're really just trying to squeeze something because they say it's an eight cap. I don't know. I just I see a lot of those type of things going down, um, and 
I never try to chase a deal, nothing like that. If it make, I try, I have my criteria, I have my numbers. And if they hit those numbers, then it's, we're good. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't on to the next and there'll be a next. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the common mistakes that I see Mm -hmm. is just chasing a deal when it's not there. Right. So it sounds like patience is really important for someone who's wanting to consider this as an avenue for their time and their money. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to kiss a lot of frogs in this business, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, Good stuff. Yeah, and on the commercial side, it's, it's all about that. It's all about the growth, the demographics, you know, access, all these big things. It's a much bigger 30,000-foot view. You know, you're not just comparing comps. You're looking at a lot of, a lot of factors. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's all income-based. So you're, you're going to look at, um, you know, if we rehab the property, what kind of premiums can we get? Will it sustain that? I mean, is the... Like I said, is the job growth there? Is the you know the income per capita around that area? Is that mm-hmm. there? So like if you start raising rents, um, are your tenants gonna gonna stay, or are they gonna bolt and go to your competitors? So you really have to um, do your due diligence if you're a you know full time syndicate. Awesome. Well, another question too for a person who's 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 curious about this, you know, I'm sure a person might be asking, well, you know do I have to buy a building and fix it up? Can I just buy something that's already like ready for me to purchase it? You know, what are some of the things that that you guys have found and help you make decisions around what type of properties to pursue or what sort of, what sort of strategy to employ? Sure. I think it's everyone's risk level. So for blue spruce, we are a value add. So we're looking for, you know, some type of distressed property, maybe um, operations isn't running at the top, you know, top peak performance, mm-hmm. um, vacancies are down, low, you know, rents are down, deferred maintenance, those type of things. Um, with a little more risk comes a little bit more reward. So mm-hmm. those are where some of your, um, you know, higher return rates are going to be. You can also do something that's more turnkey. So you see those luxury buildings, those A-class buildings are beautiful. They, we have pools and God knows what else in there, probably spas or whatever for people. But washing hangouts. And- yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we got, we got, you know, all the bells and whistles and that's going to be a pretty, you know, safe property, stable property, but you're, you know, low risk, low return. Um, I kind of try to stay away from the A's too, because in case of downturns, people move out, they can't afford it anymore. So right. that's why we stick to the more like B class, C class. Um, never D class, but yeah, the B's and C's, um, those seem to, to hold up even in downtimes. What do you think about all the uh, class A construction here in Denver? What do I think of it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'll, I think we're, I think they've been overbuilding for a little while. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, we keep getting more people here to Denver, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think they're, I think they're overbuilding already. So. Well, so, you know, there's a lot of industries. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. They're doing a lot of intriguing work with supply chain and and how they they can kind of bring more technology and more advancement to the way that supply chain is managed. And I think there's a similarity with commercial real estate where it's still an industry that kind of lags from a technological perspective in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of new ways that people are raising money, underwriting properties, you know, there's, there's still a very like paper heavy element to a real estate transaction. It's not quick and seamless. What are some of the, the, the things that you're seeing new ideas, new concepts, innovations, um, kind of in your space, uh, that you think are, are worth mentioning or, or highlighting? 
as far as, and, and let me know if I'm off base. Do you mean as far as what we're doing in our day to day business, or uh, what we're seeing in the you know in the field as far as what people are adding to their apartments for value add? I mean, what, what I would say you? both, because yeah, I mean, you know, it, one thing that is interesting is you know the the, the types of amenities that a property are going to have is I think going to depend on on the demographics of the people. Um, so yeah, I'd be curious to hear what kind of things you guys are seeing there, but then just other innovations that you guys are finding are helping your business or. Sure. The industry as a whole. Um, absolutely. I would say, you know, if buying apartments, what people are doing, I mean, if, if, if you're in a highly millennial area, you're probably looking at a lot of tech things, a lot of smart, you know, smart features, those type of stuff. Um, you know, if they're near schools or even millennials, I'll say this millennials again, you know, people that like to ride bikes, things like that, maybe put bike racks in your you know, in your apartment communities to uplift some, some rental income. I mean, there's just tons of things you can do. Um, as far as tech wise on a day-to-day business, uh, you know, we use a lot of different platforms for drip campaigns for when we're raising money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use a CRM system called active campaign. It's pretty, it's, it's set up really nice for us to, um, set up our webinars, um, hold all of our investor contacts that way. And uh, my partner is actually the one that's the marketing genius. He's the one that manages this drip campaign for us. But um, yeah, just to touch base, we, we, we use a lot of these technological things to help us um, stay in touch with our investors. Um, People still use postcards? Postcards? No. <laughs> No, no, you know I'm sure somebody does, but I'll tell you what. Man, I mean, I that's never... people like a whole set of the signs. You know, we buy homes for cash, or they're getting a postcard in the mail. You know, that's like the classic. Uh... Yeah. Well, sorry, sorry if I if I got off on a tangent right there. I wasn't I uh, wasn't sure if it, what type of marketing we were talking about, but um, yeah, you know, as a real estate broker, we have our websites. You know, when we're trying to find listings, things like that. I don't see anything like that in the commercial realm as far as investors trying to buy apartments. Um, I don't know. Maybe someone will take that idea that I just threw out. <laughs> I, I definitely want to. I definitely want to do something like that um, soon. But um, you know, I, I don't see. I don't see postcards. I don't see no, no direct mail. Um, maybe maybe cold calling. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really the only things people are really doing. So there's definitely a need, and if somebody can find it, I'm sure you can really. Uh, kill it in this industry right well and one thing that I, I i do find really cool is a lot of the real estate folks that you know charlie and i both know everyone is a people not everyone i shouldn't say that but a lot of people are people people sure. they, they enjoy building relationships they see the value of, of putting in the time to get to know a person because you know I, I think especially commercial real estate it's not a business where you're in and out of something in a hmm. month or in no. a day and when you're involved with someone on a deal or in a project it's a long time and so you really get a chance to spend time with people. And so the, the relationship aspect sticks out to me constantly as something that is very, very vital to the success of a project sometimes. Absolutely. I think people want to work with um, people they get along with, people they want to see succeed. Um, real estate, what well, it doesn't matter which part of the business you're in. It's a relationship business, um, mm-hmm. whether yeah. you're a broker, investor, a lender, you know, anything like that. I mean, it's... We all we all need one another, and um, it's the ultimate team sport. And I, that's kind of what I love about it. And I would tell somebody that's the ultimate team sport, um, and we all win, win, win. You know, right? So. Well, so this is kind of a related question. I mean, we we've touched on a couple aspects of it, but for young person, maybe a college student, high school student, someone who is 
maybe evaluating a career change uh, and they're thinking of, oh, you know, real estate sounds like it could be interesting. What what are things that you'd recommend that they absolutely do and things that you recommend that they absolutely avoid and not do? If you're looking to getting real estate um, as a business, uh, I would suggest jump in. There's the, the whole part-time thing. It doesn't work. You have to be full-time in this business. So take the lead. And honestly, you'll be better for it because you're going to make some mistakes, but you're going to grow from it. Um, there'll be people along the way to probably help you out as well. Um, but you'll be motivated. You'll be, you won't let yourself fail. So I would tell them jump in. Um, if you can, I'll say this, this would be helpful. (laughs) Try to save at least like six months of reserves. (laughs) Like don't be homeless, you know, but try to save some money, have some money saved away. So maybe if you're in college, maybe you have a job, save, you know, a good six, six to nine months of expenses. Mm-hmm. So you can focus on your business and um, like I said, you'll have all your bills covered at least for that time period. And that's, that's a long enough time period to really get your business going. If you're working, mm-hmm. you know, full time and uh, I'm sure like you guys, when you first started, you probably weren't just working nine to five or we were probably working eight to eight or yeah. we were putting in some hours and we're, you know, some of us probably, we probably still do at mm-hmm. some time. So um, I would just tell that person, um, just jump in, take action. Yeah. And I think the days where I, I want to get off my phone, Yeah, I remember the days where I couldn't wait to be on a call. Right now it's like, you know, just, just be grateful for that experience. Oh, absolutely. because you know, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be in that place where I'm like, man, I have nobody to talk to. I have no leads. I have no clients. Like, but we all came from there where it was tough. Yeah. It's, yeah. And you just, you just keep plugging away. And like you said, act, just taking action, you're just getting better at something every day and, and eventually it, it pops for you. So love it. Well, how would you say that, that the work that you're doing in the real estate industry relates or fits into some of your broader life goals? Uh, I would say it's a huge part of my life. It's a huge why. Um, passive income. I'll share a quick, quick story. Um, been with my girlfriend for six years now. Um, about a couple years into our relationship, uh, my girlfriend was in a very serious car accident. So I just realized, you know, if you couldn't work the next day, if something happened to you and this is like real life stuff. So something couldn't happen to you. Who's going to pay your bills? What's going to happen? So I just thought, you know what, we, I got to get on this passive income train somehow, some way. Um, and that's what I've been able to do. And it's really been beneficial. And I would recommend that to anybody, you know, save money, get into, get into real estate or get into some type of investment, but start, you know, worry or start figuring out your future and start figuring out retirement. Um, that being said, like I said, my girlfriend's fine now, mm-hmm. but I just, it just relayed to me that we needed money coming in when she was hurt. And um, the only thing I could think about was what if this happens to me, I need to always have money coming in. So what I do on a day-to-day basis with syndications is I want to buy apartments to, to have a financial freedom to, to be able to do what I, what I want, but also be self-insured. I don't know if people, too many people understand that, but um, being self-insured, not having to depend on anybody else. That's what I want. And I think I do that every day through real estate. 
That's awesome. So well, and I think it's those moments of crisis too that really show us the importance of of why we need to have a certain or why we want to have a certain type of security. Um, you know, it, it's I, I can speak from my own experience of like going through things where like you lose money, you lose physical capacity, you lose relationships. You know, it's easy to take things for granted when everything's going well, but it's the moments when it's like, oh my god, like this could have been way worse, or what if this happens again, like. You need that. You need that backbone. You need something else. So, mm-hmm. no, yeah, good point, man. Good point. I like it. Well, and you know, so I, I think one of the things that Charlie and I have found really rewarding about just building relationships in general is you meet people who are really curious and motivated to grow, and you realize that everyone has their own strategies and things that they've figured out how to do more of and less of that contribute to being valuable. And when you have a lot of relationships, you essentially have a lot of other reference points for good behaviors of success. So we're always curious, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing yourself right now, be it personal, professional, educational, whatever that you're finding are bringing you a lot of value? Um, I like to listen to podcasts, man, um, read books. So it's just, things that can change my mindset and mm-hmm. that's really what I'm finding valuable and, and both, um, personal, you know, personal, professional value. I mean, that's really what I'm finding out. Love it. I, it's, it's cool to hear how many people get benefit from reading books. And then this is sort of a tangent, but I, I, you know, I grew up same thing, reading books, you know, with the, the assumption that you can change how you think you can change the way that you're dealing with situations and perceiving things. And, uh, it, it's, it's such an easy recommendation to just pick up more books. I mean, I, I, I hate how cheesy that sounds to say that loud, but like if, if, I, if we said this in, our, in one of our last meetings, if, if all you know, if, if what you know is all you think there is to know, then lie over and, and give up because the world is very complex. And, you know, I, I, I know that I've been bitten by being overly arrogant and prideful and, and it's easy to, to, be too rational and seek security and believe that you've already figured things out. But, you know, back to your sure. point, when things go off the rails, that shows you to what degree you didn't have everything figured out. I think as, uh, as educated as you can be, whether it's through books or podcasts or going to classes, anything like that, I think it's beneficial. So, um, I'm a pro educator at everything. Um, you're going to learn it one way or the other. And <laughs> you know, spend all your money or you're going to learn it a different way. So yeah, I, 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 I'm a big, um, what should I say? Very, very positive on the whole books, podcast mindset. Love it. Love it. Well, for anyone that wants to learn more about you guys, your company, your activities, your work, uh, how can they get a hold of you guys? Where can they look? So uh, we have our website, realbluespruce.com. So at that website, you can find basically our team. You can see what we're about. You can see the deals that we've closed on. Um, I believe we've even uploaded some of our quarterly returns, the things that have, you know, how our properties are progressing. We also have our podcasts online, um, any kind of events that are going to be coming up. So yeah, feel free to go on realbluespruce.com. You can also reach us there as well. So either there on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, our emails, phone numbers are all on that website. So anyone has any questions, anyone wants to sell an apartment to us, we <laughs> we want that too. Visit the website. Um, yeah. And uh, anyone seeking education as well, please visit the website and contact us. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, I, I really appreciate the time. I think it's great that you guys are obviously not just creating value for yourselves, but you're sharing mm-hmm. how to create value for other people That's as well huge. as they can benefit. Because, um, you know, we live in a day and age where there's a lot of cool things going on. And if one person figures out how to do something well and shares it, that multiplies the value exponentially. Absolutely. And that's really what we're about. We just want to help people in any in any kind of facet, whether that's start their own syndication companies, we can help you, you know, get educated with that. But then um, anyone that wants to be passive in our deals, or that wants to figure a way to get into multifamily, um, I mean, we're definitely willing to speak, you know, with you and, and uh, figure out, you know, which avenue you should go on. So, Please feel free to reach out if you if you guys do want to talk about uh, more multifamily. Love it. Well, yeah, appreciate the you. time, man. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely.